This is the magic of compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's topic or question is: Why am I continually accused of things I haven't done? Is it my fear, my energy, my attitude, my persona? Why is this happening? I don't understand it. The first thing I'll talk about is ask yourself: What does a human being do when they are falsely accused? And、uh, you might have different answers, but what I'll offer you is that normally, what happens is most human beings will be triggered into what I call survival mode or protection mode, and that makes sense. It's a natural biological need to protect the organism.、Um, and then the three reactions that happen when we're in survival mode are、uh, defense, attack, or escape. And And then, if you ask the other flip question, is then what does that type of reaction generate in the accuser? Well, it tends to generate a sense that the person being accused is aggressive, or it, it's an admission of guilt. So that that doesn't quite work out for the person who's accused, or falsely accused, or misunderstood. And so there's this continual cycle of misunderstanding that gets perpetuated. Makes sense why we would do that because it's the in- initial survival mode reaction, but because we are evolving with more complex understandings, then we need to use our neocortex and not just rely on our reptilian reaction, our reptilian brain, the old brain reaction, which you know is helpful in some cases, but generally in more complex situations where there's like a, a metaphorical attack or a verbal.、Um, Misunderstanding that's happened. That kind of reaction is not going to be very helpful.、Um, now I'm going to t- just describe the survival reactions a little bit more, and hopefully you can help identify which is your mode when you feel falsely accused, and that's a very extreme experience, or just misunderstood. So here are the three t- modes again. If you tend to be very defensive, then you'll notice a. a A pattern of being、um, in explanation mode, so that can be a more sophisticated version of defending with fists or blocking up with a wall. But it is a way of defending. Is well, I'm going to just explain and explain and explain my point of view, and I'm going to learn to be better at articulating,、um, and I'm going to be better at tracking things so that I can prove things. So like being really evidence focused, where you're constantly trying to defend yourself with more facts and more evidence, even though that is useful to have facts and evidence. Noticing a pattern in your life where you constantly track things to try to prove yourself later is a sign that you might feel like you're in survival mode all the time, and your reaction is defensiveness. The other one is attack. If you find that you are responding to misunderstandings or accusations by being very aggressive,、um, and you tend to have very strong opinions. And you might be very judgmental、uh, because you feel like you live in a world where you're so easily misunderstood that it's really important for you to have a super strong and clear and in-your-face、uh, confrontations or beliefs because you don't want to be misunderstood. So sometimes having a very strong opinion, very aggressive with your opinion, might be actually a defensive posture. Another one, the third one, is escape. So if you tend to avoid confrontation. Or you、uh, avoid even getting involved with people altogether, so you tend to isolate, or、um, you know maybe describe yourself as a loner. 
um, or remove yourself from situations or society where there's confrontation or, or even intimacy, then that might be a sign that you're living in a survival mode where you don't feel safe being involved in relationships and you don't want to defend or attack, so you just take the third route, which is to opt out altogether. So those are three really common ones. Uh, and this, is not, this, and this short talk is not a comprehensive diagnosis. It's just hopefully to give you some thought uh, over the week to see how you react when you feel misunderstood or attacked or, or accused. Now, why does, this person is asking, why does this happen? Why does this keep happening? Uh, even though most of us have been misunderstood or maybe even accused of something we haven't done, there are some people who experience this over and over again. And I include myself in that tribe because I have had that pattern in my life, especially in my youth. And I always wondered, what what's going on? And so I have a very similar feeling. Once you have an experience of being misunderstood and you carry that with you and you turn it into your worldview, it's not your fault that it's your worldview, but it just became your worldview because you're you're trying to survive. And when it solidifies into a regular emotional state, then that defensiveness or attacking nature or escape nature actually attracts and can create this type of experience over and over again. So if you constantly feel like you're being judged, attacked, or accused, even when it's not happening, you will see it that it's happening. You will think it's happening. And so it'll feel constant. And then when it is happening, it's not quite an attack, it's just a misunderstanding, but it'll be perceived as an attack or accusation. And that, that as you respond very emotionally, then that steamroll, it rolls it into an actual accusation, right? So things can get from, you know, just a little bit confused to heated to outright in a war. And so that's kind of the escalation of things that happens when we have a worldview that is emotionally driven by this view that we're being attacked, that's not safe, that people are out to get us, that there's a constant threat. So if you live in that state, then, then you know, you're going to be part of that energy that, that contributes to it continually happening. And I can give you a few examples, um, maybe just one quick one from my life. Uh, I posted something once, um, and this has happened many times actually, but and, and someone totally misunderstood me, and they accused me of... Uh, something very extreme and instead of spending a lot of my energy defending myself and trying to prove that I was innocent I decided to just try to look and understand what they're going through like where are they where are they coming from why are they seeing things this way and I want to know more about them so instead of making it about you and defending yourself which is very natural then I wanted to learn more about them so I turned the conversation into can I can I ask you what you've been through like, what, how does this relate to you and why, 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 why do you feel so strongly? And then they shared their story and it was really uh, amazing to, to see the trauma that that person had been through and why they might perceive me as an aggressor. And so then when I understood them, they felt calmer and calmer and finally we had a, actually a, a reasonable conversation. And I really understood a lot more about people who might react that way. And so that changed how I walk through the world now because I understand another person's pain. And so often when we're trying to deflect our own pain, we're not able to work with someone else's pain, which is actually where this all starts. It's from each other's pain. So here are four practical things that you can do to shift this pattern in your life, if it is a pattern. The first thing is to know your survival mode patterns. 
um, to know your survival mode reactions. And so recognize how your own mistakes and transgressions are the result, usually, of some kind of protection, survival, or reaction mode. And once you analyze whether you tend to be defensive, attacking, or escapist, then that will help you understand, oh, that's why I did all those things. Second is to see your transgressions with compassion, um, and that comes from the first one, knowing your survival mode. And whenever you alleviate shame or guilt, then you're able actually to face your own actions and to make amends and reparations. Often people are uh, in defensiveness, and in their defensiveness they refuse to make amends because part of making amends is to acknowledge that I've done something wrong. So when you are able to acknowledge that you've done something wrong, because you realize where it's coming from, it takes away the shame and the guilt. It makes you more honest and more able to face uh, your own mistakes. And that, that, so that compassion is not um, an excuse or you know, condoning, but an understanding and an ability to face what has happened. Third thing is to know your noble mode reactions. And so we talked a lot about survival mode today, but I want you to know that you also have a noble mode. Uh, this is the mode you're in when you feel in deep connection to your truest self. So then you're acting from your noble mode whenever you're being kind and loving and know that that's just as much part of you as reaction or survival mode. And so acknowledging your goodness goes a long way because then you, you don't start shaming or blaming. You, you basically realize that you have a really noble side and that it comes from when you're not feeling threatened, when you're feeling connected to who you really are. And the fourth thing is to understand your accuser's pain with compassion. And so I've talked about that in an example. So that's the fourth step to shift this pattern is whenever you're accused, you know, you've already been practicing self-compassion, you've been practicing uh, understanding your own goodness. And the last step is to really understand that the same thing goes for your accuser, that they also have a noble mode and they also have a survival mode. Take time to say, what is their pain? How can I learn to understand it? Uh, am I able to decrease my own reaction enough to be able to make space for understanding here? Because I really, if I understand their pain, then it also helps me alleviate the situation and alleviate my pain, right? So it's like a, a win-win because when you understand your accuser, they actually calm down. There's actually some studies being done that I've heard about from um, one facilitator that said that when we actually try to understand someone, even when they're very upset, just the effort to understand. When they see your effort to understand them, it calms down the amygdala so that emotional, reactive, survival mode brain actually scientifically has been shown to calm down when others make efforts to understand them. You may not be getting them quite yet, but you're trying to. And how do you try? You ask questions that are about curiosity and openness to learn. You're um, not making judgments, but you're, you're listening. You're trying to reach out and, and build a bridge. And those efforts make a difference. And so all these steps are hopefully will be practiced um, by anyone who is recognizing that there is a pattern of accusation or misunderstanding in their life and that's not because the world is a hateful place and it's not because people are constantly out to get you it's be and it's not because you're bad or that you're wrong it's just that everyone's gotten into survival mode and that's happening out in the world today and I see it um, as I you know check what's going on in the news what's going on south of the border there's a lot of 
accusations and there's a lot of reaction, there's a lot of survival mode, and it all makes sense. And we're all humans and we're all trying to survive. But let's take this step to calm down our reactions, take a deep breath, and try to understand where everyone's pain is coming from. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're curious about my one-on-one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.